0: Welcome to the Paragraphing Podcast, a story told one paragraph at a time. I'm your host, Brendan Steidel, joined by my co-host and brother, Jamie Steidel. Each day, Jamie and I take turns writing a new paragraph of the story. Each week on the podcast, we read the latest paragraphs and then discuss the writing process, where the story has gone, and where it might go next. And uh, now we'll begin with your paragraph, Jamie. We'll welcome everyone back to episode two, which, by the way, I was told we do need to number of these episodes, so it's easier yes. for people to find them and keep track of them. Um, we should always
1: start at episode 37.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll we'll start reading the paragraphs again. Um, mine was the last one we read, so yours will begin. And um, people can catch up and, and figure out where we are and, and what the heck's going on, uh, you know, on the web or by listening to the other one. The, the last one that I did was No, You Don't. And um, this is where... The ambassador says, uh, uh, then the ambassador hung there on that word. We all hung on it as we we might all hang by morning
1: until then we better get moving before this egg gets cold. Yes, I did. I said, even though I didn't know what I was admitting to. Ambassador Reese Reveves nodded his head approvingly, tightened the straps on his pack. Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: You you said his name wrong. It's Reveveses. Oh, my God. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: I'm going to make him get into an accident where he loses, loses like <laughs> a half of his name. I love that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did, I said, even though I didn't know what I was admitting to. Ambassador Reese Reveves says, nodded his head approvingly, tightened the straps on his pack, and started marching off in the direction of the willowing forest of dessert with a spring in his step. What did I just agree to? I asked Macy, who was stuffing her favorite quilt into her pack and eyeing me with disdain you agree to take these mate? chevron said handing a blue ware container to me what is it i asked it's eggs macy said you numb nuts you said you'd keep them safe and warm chevron said and warm chevron said because he's australian apparently mm-hmm. warm i asked warm he said how do i do that ask a bird macy said they seemed to have a knack for keeping eggs warm. I placed the eggs into my jacket and hugged them. My pack weighed heavy on my back. I looked out towards the willowing forest of desert. The sun was straight ahead of us. The sky was a bright blue, no cloud in the sky. The forest rose before us. Towering green trees rose like spiraling galila Galilas? What the hell? Galila. <laughs> Goli- <laughs> <laughs> the forest rose before us. Towering green trees rose like spiraling "'Goliaths!' The smell of sweet maple and sugar floated on the breeze. "'We must move fast. 4,999 miles to go,' the ambassador said gleefully. Macy rolled her eyes. "'This would have never happened if titanium levitation worked right,' Chevron said. "'No, that was said wrong.' "'This would never have happened if titanium levitation worked right,' Chevron said. "'What?' Macy asked. "'Chevron began.' To understand titanium levitation,
0: you must first understand levitation. I do, I said. Do you? I do. Show me, Chevron said. What? Levitate right here, right now, Chevron demanded. I wasn't one for demands, neither given nor received. I preferred requests, requests and proclamations. But this was neither. The tone was off, the demand insulting, so I refused it outright. I refuse it, I said. Do you? I refuse to levitate, I repeated, and I very well meant it. Macy laughed. You couldn't levitate if you wanted to. Well, I don't want to, so the issue is moot. I crossed my arms, and was suddenly airborne. Now, a very wise man once said, the key to flying is to throw yourself at the ground and miss. But levitation wasn't missing so much as being missiled from the ground altogether. The feeling was one of a bounce without a spring, of the wind being knocked out of you, and then, of a sudden, being in the wind and i was in the wind now rising rather uncomfortably high into the trees at fifteen feet the tops of people's heads appear strange too flat or too round or too shiny at twenty the ground becomes the strange one patterns start to knit together you see how this tree root connects with that one how that path turns into this one how grass blades melt into a lawn At thirty, well, at thirty, the air itself begins to shake. Breathing is difficult. Your voice quivers, and you feel as a body feels when it plunges into cold water, alone in the universe, and utterly surrounded at the very same time. Thirty-five feet, and the screaming begins. So it began with me. For a good while, I listened to the scream more than anything else. I was sure of nothing but that the screaming was my own. Then it wasn't. You've got it now, Kelvin! I looked down, far, far down and the far-down Chevron looked back up at me. He was screaming with laughter. "'I hope you are pleased with yourself!' I shouted. This only increased his screaming. "'I am pleased with you!' "'Please, please!' the ambassador said in an all-too-pleasing tone, in the tone of a request. "'Explain to him why you believe titanium levitation does not work right!' Chevron looked nervously at the ambassador. "'I I didn't mean that it did not work right. I I meant—' Please, please, the ambassador repeated, explain. You see, Chevron started, everywhere throughout the land, the ambassador has laid at various depths a coil of titanium piping. In some places, just a wire, the ambassador noted. In some places, just a wire. And down this wire and piping is sent a tremendous charge of pseudo-electrical current. The current vibrates at a certain frequency of... What is the frequency, ambassador? 20 nits per, no, 20,000 vibrations a, or is it 20 an hour, so every 24? You know, I'm not certain. The current vibrates at a certain uncertain frequency, Chevron continued, one that complements the vibrational frequency of all matter in the vicinity, complements it or rejects it, depending on the master approval list. Isn't that right, Ambassador? Plus or minus a few objects, yes, the Ambassador confirmed. Objects that are approved adhere to the ground just as gravity would like, Chevron said. Objects that aren't approved are repelled from the ground just as I would like, the ambassador said. Unless they're eggs, Macy interjected, and immediately rejected. The ambassador shot a glance her way. Had he found us out at last? Had she ruined everything by mentioning the now confirmed power of eggs over titanium levitation? Then the ambassador looked up at me and smiled. Oh! You have the eggs, thank goodness! He was right. In horror, I looked down at the pack I was holding. If the eggs couldn't resist the power of titanium levitation after all, what hope did civilization have to resist the power of the ambassador? As I floated there, 35 feet over the still strange-looking blobs of hair, I tore open my jacket, pulled apart the Tupperware, and gazed wide-eyed
1: inside. If there's one thing that history has surely proven, it's that things never are the way you'd expect them to be. For instance, have you ever found that after waking up, your day has suddenly turned into what could only be described as a well-plotted horror movie? These days are called Mondays, and should be avoided at all costs. It was one of those moments, a moment I'll refer to here as a Monday moment, that occurred when I looked into the blue Tupperware container. There were supposed to be eggs in there, perfectly unpeppered, cooked eggs. What I found was not at all what I was expecting. What is this? I asked, and like a Looney Tunes cartoon that looked down when he shouldn't have, the air from under me gave way in gravity, who was minding her own business, subtly noticed that I was trying to usurp her. I came crashing down, Tupperware and all. Luckily, Chevron broke my fall. Without asking how I was, the ambassador took the Tupperware from off the earth and eyed the contents suspiciously. First, he said, these are still warm. Second, What's this strange yellow thing? There are moments where confusion can break away to understanding. This was not one of them. It's a baby chicken, I said. How? there were no uncracked eggs in there, just unpeppered eggs that had been cooked. I know, sir. Well, you see what the problem is, he said. Don't you? I shook my head. I didn't know. The ambassador put his hand on my shoulder. You kept them too warm, he said.
0: The baby chicken looked at me askance, and I looked back. We were two creatures who shared a celestial connection, as the first alien and the first human are likely to share, one built not on communal spirit, but self-same experience. We were both completely confused by the other. For me, that confusion expressed itself in a raised eyebrow, or, I must admit, a slacked and on the verge of drooling jaw. For the chicken, that confusion was expressed like this. He bit me. Now, I don't know if you've ever been bitten by a baby chicken, but the fact that chickens are as rarefied as real customer service suggests to me that it is as foreign to you as the bite of an intergalactic alien. Two words can sum up the experience, salubrious and yikes. Salubrious for the pleasing lack of pain, yikes for the surprisingly painful result. The ambassador exclaimed, "Tada!" Yes, the horror in Macy's eyes oozed. It was true. It didn't seem possible, but the reality couldn't be avoided. In addition to serving as the most notorious autocrat in the land, Ambassador Reviveva says was an amateur magician. It sent chills down the spine. And the worst part? He was rather good at it.
1: Magic tricks are usually tricky things, but they aren't as tricky as amateur magicians. Amateur magicians, like amateur musicians, will transform anything and everything into a show, or as I like to call it, a sordid affair. Ambassador Reviveva says was no exception. He took the chicken into his hands... "'dropped it into a large, pancake-shaped leaf he found. "'And then, with a wave of his hand, he extracted two chickens, "'then a third one, then a fourth. "'He distributed the chickens to each of us. "'For every adventure,' he said with a tilt of his head "'and his underbite of a smile, "'for every adventure you need something to look after.' "'I thought it was you who I'm looking after,' Chevron said. "'That's more than enough work. "'Now you each have a baby chicken to look after.' he said, and then he fell down a ravine into the river of maple syrup. Unfortunately, nobody
0: noticed for quite a period of time. Yes, maple syrup is sweet, but have you seen a baby chicken? Talk about sweet, right there in the cup of your hand. Look at it, Macy exclaimed. Look at this sky, Chevron seconded. Look at mine, I demanded. Nobody looked anywhere but into the sweet, beady eyes of their very own chick. What should we call them? I asked. "'Chickens!' Chevron shouted. Macy answered. "'Mine is Selina Veronica West. "'Chevron's is Seamus Bartholomew Gorsuch Third, "'and yours is Rick.' "'Rick!' I smacked. "'Mine is not named Rick.' "'Rick,' she said, addressing the chicken now. "'Your prattling owner is smattering and prattling once again.' "'Don't talk to him like that. "'Rick,' she said, "'not Rick. "'Rick, like me, you'll just have to get used to it.' "'Don't listen to her, Rick.' I cupped my hand to shield its ears, though I wasn't quite sure where the ears were. This startled Rick, and he began to fight back. And I'm not embarrassed to say, he put up quite a fight. Ouch! Ow! Ow! That's the way, Rick, she laughed, and Chevron laughed too. Macy and Chevron, and even Selina Veronica West and Seamus Bartholomew Gorsuch 3rd they all were laughing at me. Rick, too. Well, I don't have to put up with this, I said. I sat down right there, even though it was leafy and the leaves were muddy. I plopped Rick onto the ground beside me, and with a dismissive wave of the hand, as they laughed it up, I pushed off and slid down into the ravine.
1: The ravine was a slight slope of green grass, wet from the summer rains, cold with red syrup that seeped out of the earth from sweet roots of maple trees. It was a sweet root that bled into the water and turned the river into a putrid, syrupy color, and that made the water run sweet and tasty, and it was this river that I fell into with a heavy thud. It was not a deep river, it was a shallow river, and I landed hard and heavy. Luckily, the ambassador broke my fall.
0: For a good period, I sat there, sat on top of the very comfortable ambassador. Unaware, in fact, that it was the ambassador. Unaware and sitting in a comfortable way as the sweet water swam around me. Unaware, of course, until the ambassador made me aware of it with a move worthy of a biblical epic. The water, every molecule of it, and there were many molecules, I must say, even given the shallowness of the river, probably at least two or three hundred of them, perhaps more. Well, every one of those lifted out of its syrupy groove and flung themselves into the air like anxious little drops under a hand dryer. They rose up, and I rose with them, in a constellation of fizz and steam. It was difficult to see, actually, and did a hell of a number to the hair, so you can imagine it took a bit of time, a good period of it, just to recognize the ambassador down there. But when I did, it very well did me in. Because what I saw, fifteen feet below, were five, ten, nay, fifteen little pairs of feet, each of them belonging to a baby chicken. Marching, inasmuch as as chickens can be made to march, at the command of Ambassador Reviveva Marching forwards in the direction of the river, forwards like the river that, even with me in it, still followed along its appointed course fifteen feet above him. I didn't say a word, only listened to the funny sound of the water sounding funny as it twinkled in the air around me, a sound like lazy wind. I didn't dare draw attention, but in my mind I drew a picture of the ambassador that was both more interesting to talk about and less likely to be talked about around him. Luckily, I wasn't around him. I was 15 feet above him, floating, flowing, where he walked, where he marched, where he created out of thin air, it seemed, his very own army of baby chickens. The question I had, where were they going? And what did they intend to do when they got there? All right. There we it. are. Well, that You're took uh, that qu- took quite some time, actually. Um,
1: How much you know, longer did our, that take?
0: Our pieces uh, were pretty long. Well, it, I mean... From the start when I started the clock, we're, we only have twelve minutes left here to chat so let's uh <laughs> let's let's dive into it then so 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 tell me um I think one of the first things we did in this in this section now certainly it, I think there was a good there was a good mix of long pieces and short shorter pieces, and um I think the first one was about setting the scene. Um, you kind of introduced the forest so um you know and, and they kind of walked out the door and they started marching towards the forest to go there. There are 5,000 or I think it is 5,000 miles. Um, where did that come from, that that kind of place that you created there?
1: You know, I don't know where that came from, but I do know uh, I wanted it to sound ridiculous, and I think nothing sounds more ridiculous than than the willowing forest of de- desert. <laughs> and I thought, it, I thought it it left to the imagination a lot of questions, like willowing, does that mean there are willow trees? What exactly does it mean by willowing? what is this forest and why isn't it, dis- why is it desert? It- why would it be called that? What's in it? I think it just left a lot of questions and a lot of places for both of us to try and fill in and make it basically just as ridiculous as we possibly can.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. Um, and it, it kind of reminds me of something, another point I wanted to talk about, but we might as well talk about it here, um, which is the last paragraph that I read, um, where the character is lifted with the river, lifted out of where the river is, and is now hovering 15 feet above it, obviously by this titanium levitation control that clearly the ambassador doesn't need to pre-program. It seems like he can just do whatever the, the heck he wants and people just go flying. Um, and, uh, I, I, you know, we have this character kind of stuck there in the air, kind of as he was stuck earlier. And I kind of like that um, that idea of taking something that is ridiculous on the surface of it and putting the character in the middle of it and imagining what it might be like you know what it might look like what it might feel like the fact that you know if you're hanging in the air with with an entire river you're you're probably gonna you know get kind of uncomfortably damp you know <laughs> yeah exactly and, and your hair is it's gonna do a number on the hair uh, i kind of like that idea that that's kind of these um, domestic concerns are still top of mind even when you're in kind of this magical fantastical realm you know
1: it's crazy this crazy world yeah like i've also noticed that there's a lot of falling in this a lot of people tumbling down ravines and landing on each other
0: or tumbling out of the air and landing on the ground or whatever yeah you're absolutely right um so so you set the scene there and um i'm kind of wondering here so let's let's take a look that was um which one was that uh
1: uh, if there's one thing that history has surely proven, is it that one? No. We need to remember the dates. The dates help me remember exactly where <laughs> well, we're
0: Well, it at. was, it was, um, it yes, was, I yes, did. I did. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, um, and you kind of ended it with, this would have never happened if titanium levitation worked right, Chevron said.
1: I, think, then, that a, yeah, what, I think that May was it. yeah. What, Macy asked?
0: And then Chevron began.
1: Go ahead. That was a discussion we had because I didn't quite understand titanium levitation. So that was me having you explain it a little more Mm because you explained it to me um over the phone or before Mm -hmm. our first podcast so i thought it would be good for for since i was a little confused for it to be detailed again so i was like here Mm -hmm. take it um did you feel like... like how we can set each other up like that yeah
0: and i like that too where it's you you have the characters ask the question that probably the reader is asking you know um they're like well you know what is this thing already so we'll we'll have the characters explain it just point blank directly
1: exactly and that that's helpful or we'll set something up in a way to where the other person has to answer a question Mm -hmm. we do that too like your last one for example you 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 i don't know i was looking at them like oh where were they going sort of questions that i could potentially answer or flatly ignore
0: (laughs) (gasps) Yeah, well, exactly. You know, and you can't ignore it like we did, you know, in in last week where we, Mm -hmm. you started something about them going to look for the pepper. And I just said, meanwhile,
1: (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile, during all this, (laughs) you know, the, the, we, we were talking about how, how you, we feel when we're writing. And you can kind of see that by the size of the paragraphs when we really wanted to write when we were really feeling something, like not necessarily. Sometimes the shorter ones are, are 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 really well written, but they're very contained. And then the other shorter ones, especially the one that I, the last one I did, the ravine was a slight slope. That one's really short, and uh, I, I was like, I'm not feeling humorous. I'll just describe where he's landing or where he's going, and then describe the river. Because, you know, our world's ridiculous, but there has to be some reason. Like, I don't want it to just be a river that's maple syrup. I wanted to explain it.
0: No, I like that. I like that you gave it a real real reason, and maybe that's why it's the willowing, you know, forest of desserts is just, you know, it's got these maple trees, and it's got a very sweet smell to it.
1: Yeah. Um, That sounds marvelous, actually. Yeah, it does, actually. There are probably a lot of ants. (laughs) We don't know though. Apparently there apparently there are a lot of chickens.
0: But you know why shouldn't it be short? We can have long ones, short ones. I mean, yeah, that's that's how it goes. And and actually, um, when they are short, it's kind of it's kind of like a if you're playing tennis, like a quick volley back, like bam, oh wow, wasn't expecting that. And then you're like, okay, well I gotta I gotta write next, and it actually makes this podcast kind of a more bouncing back and forth thing, which I think makes it more interesting.
1: Anyway. That's true, yeah. Um, as opposed to, like, five minutes one way, five minutes the other, there's more back and forth.
0: So how—so, you know, we talked about setting up these questions for the other person. I'm wondering, um, do you feel like you and your mind have an answer already, uh, you know, as you're sending it back? or You know, don't you?
1: Yeah, that's actually a really good question now that I think about it. Uh, Sometimes I have an idea of what's going on, but I I try not to overthink it and I try not to get invested in it because it doesn't necessarily turn out that way. Especially, let's say if I have an idea, oh, I know like five paragraphs down the line, I'm gonna have this happen. Um, It can't be that big of a plot thing because you don't know what door you're going to be going into. And if you do know the door you're going into you just don't know what the other side is going to have so you have no idea like, i have no idea where this is going and that's kind of the fun part i think when we were writing this is zoic or this is zoic yeah. um
0: <laughs> no that's not you like, can't <laughs> let people think that's what it's called <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: it's this is zoic uh, zoic i mean um this is zoic uh i think when we were writing that i think near the end you sort of had a feeling Of where that's going to go. But this one, I honestly have no idea what's going on anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I, kind of understand generally what's going on. I think because I set up titanium levitation and I set up the whole egg thing. I mean, I'm actually behind a lot of this because I started. Um, But yeah, I I don't... I know (laughs) how titanium levitation works. I don't understand what's going... I don't know where they're going, these little chickens, well, that's for sure. I,
1: yeah, I know that they're going to get pepper. That's the goal. But uh, I added the chickens, and I thought that would be it. In oh, my, head my gosh. Like, this is what you're talking about. I thought that would be it. And then, then I made them four chickens. I was like, okay, four yeah. is okay. And now there's so many, I have no idea what I'm going to do <laughs> yeah, next. There's, there's 15 chickens
0: walking <laughs> along with him. And then there's three more chickens up there somewhere. There's and a lot the of chickens. Is, there's a lot of chickens supposed, in a world that supposedly has no chickens. Uh,
1: yeah well i think they said no eggs so maybe maybe we well no but they were supposed to get this. rid of the
0: chickens remember the, the supposed mm. but maybe there's something else behind that i do want to say by the way um the the funniest section i have read in a long time of anything really is the magic tricks are usually tricky that is so <laughs> insanely funny it is ridiculous it is like an instant classic um, and th- this is the one, if everyone remembers, we did just read it, um, where the <laughs> ambassador literally, there's these two sentences that are absolute perfection. The ambassador, he took the chicken into his hands, dropped it into a large pancake shaped leaf he found, and then with the wave of his hand, he extracted two chickens, then a third one, then a fourth. He distributed the chickens to each of us. <laughs> that is hilarious. It's so insane. It's just craziness, but it captures, you know, we talked about, you know, I kind of introduced it as, you know, the chicken happened because he was an amateur magician. So you kind of were like, well, here's what a magician would do. And and the way you described it, that's exactly what it would look like. I mean, I just saw in my head, that's how a magician operates, you know, they just kind of like cover something and then in one movement... They uncover it and it's just, it's magic. There's just all this stuff going on. Like what the heck?
1: I think that's inspired by a lot, watching a lot of magic shows that were on Netflix here because there's nothing else on. Yeah. And I, and you try and watch it and you try and understand what's going on. You know, it's fake, <laughs> but I have no idea what happened. I am so, I am so confused. So I, I don't know how he did this, but I will say that the first line magic tricks are usually tricky things, but they aren't as tricky as amateur magicians. That was actually inspired by that line from this is Zoic, our other book about um zowick sea musk
0: oh yes, yeah,
1: <laughs> but uh no, I'm glad that you that you found that funny. I don't think I particularly felt funny that day i don't I don't remember where my mindset was when I wrote that, but um it was
0: hilarious, it was so <laughs> ridiculous and funny it's it's just the 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 gem of this whole this whole project so far uh, well, thank um, you
1: i love the, the one above that when you name them i think that's hilarious that oh, they yeah. all have their names mine is selena veronica west chevrons is Seamus bartholomew gorsick the third and yours is rick <laughs> rick mine's not named rick <laughs> i just love it it's so childish in a way you know <laughs> well, and that's that's yours
0: well, and I like, I like, what I like about that in particular is that, um, it, it, there's no, there's no pause for Macy. She doesn't have to think about the names. These are their names. She knows them. Um, and that's what I like about it. It's not like she's coming up with it on the spot. She just, she just, it's just what it is.
1: She just looks <laughs> at them and they're like, these, these are the
0: names. <laughs> um, and and the reason I wrote that one is um uh Naomi, my fiance, said that she, she Macy was kind of receding into the background and um with some of our stories, so I wanted to make sure that uh, that that wasn't the case, and I wanted to give her some some interesting moments, so that's why I wrote that one in particular.
1: Well, they do have those names. Mm-hmm. But now there are fifteen of them. <laughs> and... I know,
0: I know. Oh God! Uh, can you imagine Macy having to uh, having to do that now? Now we have our two characters. They've kind of um, left. Um, you know, the, the ambassador and our main character are now going down this river, and we still have Macy and Chevron up up on the hill somewhere. So hopefully, you know, we have to figure out.
1: well, yeah. yeah, they'll have to. They'll have to somehow intersect because our main character is first person right
0: cuz um, so we can't really you know tell have the story, story split yeah
1: yeah
0: oh, or you could you know you could I just say could, yeah. you know the, the, this so far it's been his story and now it's now Macy's going to start her narrative Who knows? Uh,
1: I mean, what we could do is we could say this has all just been a microphone and he just tosses the microphone to them or (laughs) he lost his microphone or something along those lines in the river and then they pick it up and they just start talking into it.
0: You can do anything. Now, um, we've reached the end of our 30 according to my watch. However, I I would be remiss if we missed uh, mentioning our good friend Douglas Adams who did make an appearance here.
1: He did, yes. He did with the flying episode in which one is that that would be yours the trick about uh flying
0: here it is It's, it's called to understand march 5th now a very wise man once said the key to flying is to throw yourself at the ground and miss
1: yeah i think that's so great i do think that you should put douglas adams
0: well that's kind of what we're doing here
1: that's true that is very true yeah he's definitely inspired this and especially the wacky craziness of it the tangents the yeah definitely oh he he appeared as well i wouldn't i would definitely say that uh my my um before magic tricks if there's one thing if there's one thing in history the very the first paragraph where i'm like for instance is so just that just the the structure of it is very very Douglas Adams um, you can imagine the Hitchhiker's Guide saying, for instance, have you ever found...
0: Mm, mm-hmm. I think the yeah. structure
1: is definitely there.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and the piece, uh, it's called How to Fly. It's in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The third and, one. And the... And the the uh, fourth one. No. And I, and I have it here. It says, uh, there is an art, it says, or rather a knack to flying. The knack lies in learning how to throw yourself at the ground and miss. Um. And it, it's, I think it's, it is the. It's, it's so the, life, good. the
1: universe. It's life the universe and everything. Is it? Um, I think it's that one. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's my favorite one. But I we'll we'll,
0: we'll have a link to it uh, to the little the little section here, um, in our show notes. But um.
1: Yep, it's the life the universe and everything. The third Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. hmm So good.
0: All right. Well, and and I will say, I mean, when I read this. Because I had remembered that and I, when I wrote it. And then I went back and, and found, the, found the little excerpt. And I was like, wow. I mean, there, there is some writing. It's, it's crazy.
1: It's so perfect. It's so funny. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's see. That's about it, I'd say. Would you? I would. Say what? Say it. It's over.
0: Oh, I do agree.
1: Now, you can follow each day's paragraph... At armistisdesigns.com slash paragraphing blog. Or on Twitter at graphingblog. Jamie blogs at thanksforlistening.com. That's the number four, not the letters. Yes, of course. And Brendan's at armistisdesigns.com.
0: Armistice, as in World War I.
1: And designs as in World War II. And now if you'll excuse me. Yes? I have a paragraph to write.
0: Right on.